Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic cataloging the absurdities taking place at the Zorro News Channel. Is This Tomorrow is available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is the sponsor of That Record Got Me High podcast. Right now, That Record Got Me High podcast and Is This Tomorrow bring you a shellac. We don't attract the women. We, t- we attract, like, computer, computer programmers program. and guys with sort of blood-spattered baseball collect- card collections. Bands that are sort of addicted to the cycle of advance hype and then hype and then event and post-event coverage. They really, they really have to play everything for maximum grandstand appeal. We can do smaller stuff that's just for our own entertainment without being concerned with stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Are we doing this thing? Yeah, sure. Are we rolling? Uh, I've been rolling for a while because I'm going to, some of this stuff, you know. Who wants know. to talk about Steve Albini for an hour? We got <laughs> to yeah, dig- dish him shit about the Stooges and whoever right. we can, you whoever know. Whoever we can dig up. Yeah, right. Well, you got the goods. So <laughs> you got notes. He's got notes. I got notes. All right. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we're happy to have you guys here. Uh, but Who's, we, who do we have here? We today? do have a guest in our studio. We have Mr. Jay Reeve in the That Record hello, Got Me High studio. Welcome, Jay. You? Hi, everybody. And I will. I want to let you people know out here. Jay is is a fan of the show, and he's a a Patreon member. Uh, he is. So there's a little he's hint le- to you people. He's legit. <laughs> become a patron of the show and uh, become become a patron, and uh, maybe you could be a guest on the show. I mean, that's yeah, not yeah. We, that's uh, not a prerequisite. As we uh, mentioned last week. Uh, no, as you mentioned. As you mentioned. As I say, I think it is. So I'm going to go on record as saying it is weird. So we're going to go we're all these guests. All the guests we have lined up from now on. I got to go say, look, any <laughs> up the door. Any yeah. up. Some guy from New York that Camilla's got. I got to say, hey, buddy. I'm sorry. It's going to cost you 25 bucks a month to be on the show. <laughs> well, not 25. You could become a, uh, a, dollar. a dollar for as little as a dollar a month, Barry. Is that too much to I, ask? I believe I pay $3 a month. Jay's Thank a, you, Jay. Right, you're above the, you've, you've stuck your head up above the, the matting crowd. Mm-hmm. All right. So Jay is, but I've known Jay. I've known, I've known you what? Like about 20, 10 years. I've only lived here 10 years. Six decades. We met through our mutual friend, Dan. That's right. You, you played with Dan Hosker. Yeah. You guys had knocked. Knocked together yes. and uh, the late great Dan Hosker alright so what else you got going on you have a, a label called Mutant Sounds right yes, yes. Mutant Sounds and uh, yeah we're experimental noise a uh, little bit of everything net label meaning that I really don't have to plunk down any money to yeah. release anything uh, this I'm down week. with that yeah and, and in this day and age and where that? can people find uh, uh, com. That's M U T E A N T S O N S O U N D S. That's right. And what's you got? What is Two Foot Tall Jerk? Two Foot Tall Jerk <laughs> was a band I was in probably uh, 25 years yes, ago. Oh, really? Band. Oh, okay. Yes. But uh, you got that? Yeah. yeah. Got I had that, that going like that. for me for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. In the 90s. Okay. And you're so a drummer. And I, I played guitar in Two Foot Tall Jerk, but I switch over to drums. And yeah. Oh, so. okay. I didn't know that. 
a sane so drummer. So you were a musician at one time. I was. <laughs> yeah, right. He could probably still. He probably knows a D and an A D and a G. And an e. And okay, the bar so you've, chord, uh, e. you've only been in South Florida for about ten years. Ten now. years. So you're yeah. from Jersey, right? New Jersey. Yes. New Jersey boy. Wow, I didn't know that. Where in New Jersey? What does it fucking matter to you? Because right, because <laughs> I'm from Florida. Because I have no idea. You could say anything, and I'd be like, oh, cool. Which exit? Uh, exit three. <laughs> exit three. Okay. My own memories of New Jersey were driving with Jad Fair from Half Japanese in a, his parents' station wagon with it running on fumes and trying to get onto US 1. And people are going like 90 miles an yeah. hour. And I've got this jackass old station wagon with all our equipment in it and like no gas. <laughs> That sounds awesome. That's it was like terrifying. Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Barry, I think you can. Uh, I think you can. Oh, wait. You hold merged. on. Hold on. No, don't, 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 don't. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, as, as interesting as Two Foot Tall Jerk sounds yes. like, we're not here to talk about them today. No. What is the band and record you brought to uh, us? That would be Shellac at Action Park. Their debut yes. record. Their debut, and this is, of course, Mr. Steve Albini. Steve Albini, yes. Bob Weston. And uh, Todd Trainer. Yep. Todd Trainer drums. And this is, all right, so this is the band after Steve Albini uh, first came under all our radar a uh, big black yeah uh, big black. Uh, kind of a groundbreaking type band i yeah. would say right yeah, yeah. influential yeah yeah in- influential as as is this band too in a way yeah. right uh, right um shellac and then he had a steve albini has has a has a tendency to do things that can be considered uh, problematic or a little, a little bit yeah, because, he pushes the envelope well uh, what was the name of his band after big black a rape man. Yeah, he's called Rape Man, yeah, which is uh, named after a Japanese comic. Right, right. Yeah. So but and there still... was just one. They just had like one album, right? I only remember one, one full length, and I think an EP yeah. and yeah, some yeah. singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they it was decided... uh, David Williams Sims, I believe, from uh, Jesus Lizard and Ray Washam. There you go. Sort of, of the trio format, trying yeah. that out, and yeah. then uh, yeah. it was a big break away from uh, Big Black because Big Black was more of a you know a guitar and. and drum machine was very primitive drum right, right right so it was kind of like industrial like pre-industrial yeah. type thing in and a way yeah, right yeah and then like you know it, it started the whole noise rock yeah right yeah yeah thing. i mean it didn't really start it was all accumulating all at one time well he was you know the tones and yeah. things were, were abrasive his guitar yeah. sound his guitar sound in shellac is a little bit less abrasive than the big <laughs> a little black. bit but it's the still pretty sound. abrasive yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely mellowed out in the 25 years since well sorry uh, did you read about like what uh, what what they use the guitars they were well used... they're those travis bean right, yeah, right. Travis mean bean guitars. metal guitars yeah they had the aluminum. they still and they still have them right like you, yeah. there's some footage from this i watched from this year i was like yeah, the same fucking the guitars, same right? Yeah. So it gives it that very metallic sound, and they also use they use the Interfax harmonic percolator distortion <laughs> pedal. Oh, so wow! This particular brand yeah. of yeah. distortion okay. pedal, right. uh, which and also he's Albini is known to use a, a copper picks. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when you put all that, you put yeah, the right. metal, the aluminum neck guitars, yeah. and this harmonic percolator distortion yeah. pedal, and it's a copper. It's pick. a very um, yeah. It's a, it's it's not a easy listening. Oh, yeah, no, this record... No, he's not, not going to break into, like, a mellow, <laughs> mellow like, sort of uh, Dickie Betts solo at no, any point. No, no, there's no real solos. No. It's great. I mean, all right, so they formed uh, in 1992, and this record right. was their first record came out in 94, 1994. Um, now, he didn't record this, though. This is recorded elsewhere, right? This is, right? like, recorded, like, I want to say... 
Abbey Road, but somewhere along the lines of, of yeah, that they didn't because I I would assume he already had I, the 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 studio in he Chicago. Did not have he had the. Uh, that opened like the electrical studios or electrical audio opened like late nineties. He oh, okay. still had the studio in his house. Right. right he was right. like you would go but, up to the attic yeah. and he and he recorded in the basement and right. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But this still obviously sounds a lot like his, exactly. his later production thing. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. his thing was getting very, very raw sounding, the, the drums very live well, uh, sounding. Do you know Steve Albini's favorite album? And that explains the drum sound. Um, Presence by Led Zeppelin. What? Oh, I never would have pictured that. That, that is. Oh, he, say, did, he did record. Uh, and if Cajun you listen plant. to Presence, you'd be like, "Oh, there's that. There's that drum sound, and there's actually Jimmy Page's guitar sounds in some of that." Page is, is towards the end of Zep was playing less, full, more like t- sort of thinner sounds. Yeah, yeah. So it's there. Right. Hmm. <clears throat> did not know that. Yeah. They, it was recorded. He may have by, changed uh, his mind, but I remember reading that back in the. 90s. Ian Burgess and John Loader were the uh, engineers, and uh, I believe uh, John. One of them was our oh, mentor was uh, Ian Burgess. So he like he like studied his uh, philosophy because it's a big thing with this whole production recording. Yeah, it's all yeah, analog yeah, yeah. and right. mic placement. Dep- right, so analog mic, and also live. Most you could tell most of this record was yeah. just Sounds these like three it. guys playing live, yeah, right. which I really like. I I, <coughs> I will say I, I appreciated Big Black some of their songs, but I never totally liked the drum machine. I'm usually not down right. with drum machine bands, and and I liked this when it came out because I said, oh yeah, he's got like a, a Real drummer, yeah, real drummer, guy's a fucking great drummer, kick-ass yeah. drummer, yeah. great. And the the bass player, did Bob you, Weston's awesome. Well, Bob Weston, and who who else did he play in? Volcano Sons. Volcano Sons, which yeah. that's a second. Who else played in Volcano Sons? Our Bob, three-time guest. Say it, Barry. Bob, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, Bob, I think I took you to the music store in Tallahassee where you bought a Fender Jazz bass. Back in like it was '88. Really? Think. Yeah. So what did you do so. in the '80s? Did uh, did you just drive people around? <laughs> no, they stayed at our house. Oh. They, they stayed with us and uh, two different times, I think. Yeah. So mm. first time around, Peter Prescott vomited in our bathtub after I fed him dinner. The All nerves. right. So this record, even though we say this record was definitely influential, a, a lot of people call some of it uh, predated like. Uh, Math rock, right. yeah, they have that term yeah, for math yeah. rock. Post rock. When we get to it, I'll point out that the band Slint oh, yeah, had yeah. a big influence on some of the sounds on this yeah. album. Well, and he ended up producing he a record. Well, no, that's first... before Slint yeah, was yeah. ninety one. Yeah, yeah. So, well, no, but he ended up doing a later record by Slint. He did. I think end he did up their first one too. He did. Yeah, I think he did the first. At some point, he produced just about right. any. Yeah, just about anybody. I mean, Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Wedding present, PJ Harvey, uh, Jesus Lizard, Super Chunk. Yeah, of course the Pixies. Bush. Bush. Um, yeah. The um, <laughs> Breeders, right? Yes, Breeders. Uh, yes. He he and Kim Deal Robert Maybe. Plant and Jimmy Page. Right. Yeah. Cheap Trick. He did a Cheap Trick record. Did, uh, you know, he did a uh, Fred Schneider. Oh, did, uh, yeah. Which I never heard. I've always wanted to find that. That Fred Schneider I, record. I gotta hear the drum set. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Um, but I also hear uh, I hear a lot of um, Mission of Burma yeah, and some of yeah. his stuff. I hear Minutemen, right? Yeah, uh, Minutemen, right. and of course, like Scratch Acid. Well, acid yeah. But uh, his Jesus favorite Lizard. band is was Naked Raygun, right? So right, right. that appears sort of uh, 
and Killing Joke also yes. as, a, as yes. an influence. But Naked Reagan was a Chicago, right. Chicago he, band. He basically worshipped them in the Camilo, bass player. Well, the bass player uh, Camilo Gonzalez was and, originally played in Shellac right. and, uh, before uh, Bob Weston came. And then um, in, in Big Black, uh, right, San the, Diego Durango. From the... From was from Naked Reagan, yeah, yeah. the other guitar player. Yeah. Naked right. Reagan, great band by the way. Eventually, they we'll are. We should Naked do a Naked Reagan. Hey, people, whoever, tell us the best Naked Reagan record to do, like the like the one, because we could pick one, but we don't. I'm not we a, know you know, we don't really know. I mean, I know the one they got some cool cover artwork. We should do that one because it looks cool, but you know. <laughs> All right, so this guy Steve Albini, he's he's known. Uh, he has he has a lot of views out uh, uh, views on the industry, on the music industry. Yeah, yeah. F- one famous essay that he wrote. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that, that so his- changed a lot for me. Here, reading that, the problem with music. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that right. changed that. That was a mind opener. I was Sound like, like wow. something Rat would write. Rat <laughs> yeah. Bastard. Well, he explains how bands get. Fucked, basically, yeah. Yeah. because yeah. the record company recoups their investment from the gross, and the band has to pay back the record company for the... from the net. Yeah, right. so it's, it's just a, it's a scam up system. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and one thing you have to respect him because Albini is someone that actually walked the walk because he refuses to take. Right. Royalties from albums, right, right, right? He just want, he feels points. that a producer is is just to record the music right. and get paid to produce it, and, and that's it, and then you shouldn't get you uh, shouldn't cloud it with the fact that you're gonna if it's more commercial or whatever, yeah. you're gonna get some extra scratch. And and he didn't like the idea that a producer was contributing artistically to an album. Right. He, he said if, if a band's good, I'll I'll make them sound better. But if a band's shit, I'm I can't make them right. better. That was so. He also he produced when he produced in utero. There was a clause. That if they remixed any of the album, he got half a million dollars. <laughs> and they did actually remix Heart Shaped Box and one of the, the songs. The other, uh, the other single. Yeah. They, you, they immediately took the singles from him. and they at, had that point, at that point, Nirvana, half a million dollars was like uh, no big well, deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so I would imagine he got that and maybe that's how. I, yeah. Maybe that's how he got the build the studio. And that's yeah. probably why Kirk Cobain killed himself. Maybe. Yeah. No. <laughs> maybe. I think that starts, uh, you know. You, hey, Courtney Love calling Courtney Love. <laughs> That's for another podcast, not this podcast. We're here to talk about. Uh, Fuck it. We'll just talk about. Let's talk about Courtney Love. All right, let's go. <laughs> no. let's get into it. Jay, what do you say? Uh, all right, no shall I? So shall we? Uh, shall we dig into this bad boy? Or sure. We? Let's dig into it. Let's. Uh, let's so when I mentioned before about uh, problematic things. The first song on the record yeah. has sort of a problematic uh, title. Yeah. Well, all right, let's just hear a little, before we say anything, let's right. hear a little of the first track. My Black Ass. <laughs> Playing that, Barry was playing some fucking air drums. Mean air drums, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> why. And me yeah. and uh, yes, and me and Jay were uh, banging our heads like uh, like teenagers. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and snickering. Yeah. Well, right. that guitar sound 
So that's not nearly. That's a meaty, juicy guitar sound. <sighs> yeah. I will say the thing that the the one phrase I keep coming back with this album is that badass. It sounds really yeah, yeah, badass. It does. <laughs> it's got a stride to it when it kicks in. It's it like, does. It does. Yeah. It, it does. And Bob Weston's bass sound is actually harkens back to the big black yeah. bass sound there with that grinding, right. distorted right. sound, and it right. carries. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. Like, yeah. Which also, uh, Jesus Lizard, same thing. Jesus Lizard had that that, uh, moving bed, which is awesome. All right, I'm going to eat what I pick, and I hope you choke on it. I'm proud to break a sweat. Too late for Satchel Satchel Paige. It's Gary Cooper's story, and it shines like Sammy's knee. All right, so what's he talking about here? Well, Satchel Paige was a a baseball player that um, was one of the first – it was the first it was first black pitcher yeah, for the Negro League. Yeah, yeah, right. And he was an incredible player and he got totally left out of all the baseball sort of hagiography. Well, the thing is, the reason why he's saying too late for Satchel Pays was because by the time he was admitted to the regular major leagues and not the Negro Leagues, he was a a 42-year-old rookie. So basically, he didn't get... It was too late for him to have a career in baseball. Uh, Ah, okay. So that's too late for that. And Gary Cooper... Played uh, Lou Gehrig in Pride of the Yankees. Right. And it shines like Sammy's knee... I got to figure, did you sort that one out? I'm thinking Sammy Davis Jr. used and to dance a, and he's sliding he's on his yeah. knees so his pants get like shiny from from the floor. They, no, they, I was thinking um, <laughs> that like it, there's like a bald, like a black man's head would be a shiny, like your head would be shiny from like a, like you're a black person's oh, okay. knee. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So not problematic. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we so got to talk reason, about it. So, so the I mean, it's not uh, problematic is because he's, He's seeing it from the point of view of basically how he's sympathetic to the right. struggles of, course, of yeah, African Americans yeah. yeah, in, totally. in the U.S. They get yeah, screwed, yeah. basically. I mean, yeah, proud to break a sweat. I'm working, you know, yep. for yep. you guys. Yeah, right, right. And you're gonna eat what I pick, <laughs> and I hope you choke, choke on, on it. it. Yeah, That's right. That's, yeah, it is. <laughs> That's um, saying something. When I dance, I raise the dead with a nickel in my hat. I want to get your big smile. I'm proud to break a sweat. So, yeah, he's... um, It's an empowering song. It is. Well, the music goes... It's got that, you know, it's got that basically like getting hit in the face. If a black guy was singing it, it might... (laughs) True, but I mean, he's also you know. I just want side note. I have no, I have nothing to back this up on. Just my, I'm speculating, but I speculate that Steve Albini actually has a really white ass. Yeah, I'm sure he does. From Chicago, you know, probably never seen the sun. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think he spends a lot of time indoors. But that's neither. (laughs) With a hat on. With a hat on in the studio. Yeah. Uh, But it's a great. So, so Jay, I didn't ask you, but like, when did uh, did you hear this? Did you like get into this record right when it came out? Came out in '94. I actually it was I was thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask that question yes. and it was actually New Year's Eve 1994 going to 1995 my friend said hey we were like all my friends were pretty big like in the big black and then Ray sure. and yeah, all sure. that and um, they're like hey did you hear the new shellac we, we finally got it so, you know, pre-internet Right. right. Yeah. 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 This right. is when you actually had to yeah. wait for it. Yeah, look for it. <laughs> One of your friends had to find it in the wild. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, the, I remember that distinctly. And they put it on. I mean, we were in the bedroom blazing up. And yeah. Uh, what know, is that? Just, I don't know. What do you mean by that? Uh, <laughs> it's a New Jersey. So, oh. so yeah, it's just Jersey thing. New Jersey thing. But um, exit then, three. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, that's that's basically when when this came into my scope, and it took, of course, a little bit to actually find it in a local right. record store in South Jersey, which right. was a, a desert for trying yeah. to find. Like, shellac, and they're going no yeah. hardware store down right. street right. if yeah. you want yeah. shellac. Right. <laughs> got the, you know, whatever. It was Home was Depot. Well, another thing that I, I didn't, the bands that the name shellac. You know, shellac is a product that you put on things, but right. also when s- there used to be the phrase you give someone a shellacking, which means when right. you get the shit beat out of oh, you, basically. Right, yeah. And I wondered what if shellac was referencing that and not the stuff you used to cover your dining room table. Or it could have been, you know, a little bit of both. Okay, a little bit of both. Right. Okay. Knowing double, double knowing Steve as well as I yeah. know him. Like, yeah, <laughs> him and his white ass. <laughs> his very white ass. All right, but you heard. So you heard this record, and just right away, you yeah, said, "Yeah, oh, I mean, okay, it was just like a continuation. It was like, okay, there's the yeah, right. Is big black yeah. great man? Okay, finally, now we got yep. something else because it took like forever between right. writing yeah. until yeah, a yeah. couple yeah. years. And yeah, then, it, was, it was a while. And then it took a very long time to find anything else because it was probably about three years later, a record store opened up near me that had the actual singles that came out before this uh, for Uranus and... Uh, right, because they were around for like two years before right. this record came yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, they're really good. I mean, as far as like the, their whole catalog goes, I would say there's singles and this is like the, the top... Top notch, and then and, and all that I, shit of the twenty five years the in between right. now <laughs> and, and then just, yeah it takes forever from the now I mean it takes like seven years well, yeah, sometimes busy he's kind of busy and well Bob Weston works in the studio too so they yeah. work together every yeah, day yeah right. yeah so I guess they don't want to like probably yeah well maybe Bob works in the downstairs studio and Steve works in up and it's like they don't have to see each other <laughs> all right so let's hear a little bit of song no you stay upstairs goddamn it don't come down. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit of song number two. I got you your own coffee maker. The instrumental called Pull the Cup. black grinding bass sound the grinding uh, bass but the opening guitar what does that remind you of a little a gang like of four, four very yeah, gang yeah. of four oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yes it is definitely yeah, yes. definitely um, uh, there was also opening guitar the uh, big black song uh, uh, Cables is also yes very yeah, very yeah. Uh, gang of four-ish like they wore it on their sleeve oh yeah, 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 really yeah sure definitely yeah. That. Yeah, that, which, well, well we had uh, we had a Hugo Burnham on the show didn't we <laughs> he's coming <laughs> he's coming Hugo god damn it alright uh, what I love about this, this is an instrumental, and it's just, uh, it's the sound of three musicians just making this yeah. complex but yeah. beautiful music together, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. love that shit. Yeah, it's, this it's racket, really it's like a racket, but it's like really... It's yeah. got melody, compl- and it, 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 it kind of weaves together. Yeah. It does, everything. yep. And um, one thing I noticed from watching the, some live footage, and they're just as good live now as they were you watch the live stuff um you know they're like all yeah. of the people our age they got a little gray right. hair and so forth but the energy is still there and yeah. um 
the thing that amazes me about Bob Weston is his patience as a bass player. Because some things, like they, there's a live track of them playing out in this open, just sort of on this concrete pad. It's at some festival, and there, and then uh, the drummer gives these little kids a snare drum to play. And they do this like eight minute song <laughs> where basically Bob Weston plays three chords, the chords from I Want to Be Your Dog for eight minutes, just over and over. I with love that. No See, I love people that are a discipline like that that can do that. That's right. usually awesome. I get bored, I'll play, I'll start screwing of around. Course, yeah. Yeah, you start <laughs> noodling. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Kenny Lee wouldn't just play these three chords. <laughs> right, yeah. That wasn't who I was thinking of, but yeah, okay. It was a right. solo. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But they they're, they're, they consider themselves to be minimalistic uh, rock. So Definitely. So the part where they could just like, you know, I guess they can just really go with. Just yeah, right. Very sure. minimal. They don't. Like, boom, yeah. Not, it's, it's, they don't. There's no. They're not making any excuses no. for what they're doing. And they're, the older they're getting, I'm noticing the more minimalistic they are. Right. They, well, yeah. the, the, the spaces are just as important as the what's going on right, in music, right. too. You know, yeah. that just, especially this type of music, like what's out there, what's not there, what's not played is like, because you get yep. that anticipation of what, what's yeah, that drum right, going to right. kick right. in. That's like, right. They use, to, it's like, a, you know, tension and release. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah there's yes. a lot, totally. it's a lot of tension. It's a lot. Of build up and then you kind of get to there and then it kind of. I think Albini's probably a tense guy. I think that you know he doesn't Inten- come. Up, well, he's, he's an intense guy. Of I'm course sure, he is. Well, right? you can yeah. watch. He does like studio. There's stuff where people come in the studio and they they're you know he shows them how to do. There's like a master class and stuff. Yeah, oh right. Yeah. And uh, also uh, for a thin guy, he's really into food too. Yeah. yeah I think he, makes, he had a food block. He, he fixes yeah, dinner he for his wife. Ter- he hates the term foodie though. <laughs> yeah. He hates the term. But yeah, I heard he was doing like uh, like a podcast or he was having like uh, people come in and he was like doing a whole thing about a uh, chef like cooking. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. He definitely <laughs> enjoys cooking. He talks about he likes to cook for his wife. Yeah, and and he's uh, also a world-renowned poker player. Oh yes, that's right. He just won some Ooh, big, like right. wow. some big purse. Uh, this Good past for him. Year. And then and he put oh, it back yeah. into the studio. He said that's what he does to. Uh, yeah, sure. Because he didn't take points for the Nirvana album, so you yes. got to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep eating the food, you know. I don't think but, I don't think Butch Vig has to play poker. Too. No, I don't. Think. No, this gets garbage back together. Again. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get into song number three here. Don't let's hear a little Admiral. bit of the Admiral. Surprise, he's taken by surprise. <laughs> That's the man I say he's always ahead. The Admiral is taking in his cock. 
So this is uh, it's kind of taking a, uh, in his cock. Yeah, yeah which in I his never cock. realized those were the lyrics until I printed them out for this. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. because I was just like, is that what he really says? Did you well, have to talk to? Did it, you have to call up the minister at your church and say, "I have a real issue. I'm really conflicted." This with song this. it definitely has some uh, double entendre. It's kind of like a yeah. dirty jokes in there. But what is he talking about, the admiral? Did you? I, did I you was assuming out? it's like a bar or a, it's or? a theater. The Admiral Theater oh. was, was a originally it was a famous vaudeville house in Chicago in 1927. Okay. but eventually it became a strip club, and in in the 80s uh, it, it it became like a adult entertainment strip club and now it's just an all nude strip club and it's ah. a famous it's the only one only uh, all nude adult entertainment venue within Chicago city limits okay oh so they got grandfathered in in some way <laughs> yeah because it's been around since the t- 27 right. what are you gonna do shut down uh, you know smutty history right so right. this song is actually kind of a slice of life wow. uh, from the admiral well, that's interesting uh, I never okay. would have uh, very good I, I thought it was about an actual admiral so it is a bar <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a bar well, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Club, okay yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's taking, he's taking, the in admiral's taking in his cock. <laughs> I guess he's going in to he's see a, the dancing girl. Or maybe well, he's yeah, had he, it out and he's putting it back away. And he says, that's the man who'll say, it's your turn in the barrel. It's like, uh, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's okay. So I, I will say, I've read some people um, accuse uh, some of his lyrics and, uh, I mean, just the fact that he was in a band called Rape Man of being... Misogynistic. misogynistic yeah. But I don't I think it's more like he he likes the he likes to expose the dark side of things right. and he sure. likes to delve yeah. into the dark yeah, side. Yeah, right. Well, big black, you know. Um, yeah. Exactly. But he's not anyone Jordan that, Minnesota by Big Black. Right, I mean, right. you know. Yeah, yeah that's but a grim <laughs> subject matter. But he's also not someone that you've ever heard anyone say he acted misogynistically uh, no. or right. said no. uh, I don't think he, he is. was an asshole. No. So I really think it's just yeah. his 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 art is one thing, and the yeah. way he behaves. As well, he used to talk about that. this magazine called Pure that this guy put out. This guy, and it was sort of if Steve Albini's lyrical content in printed or made form. into a magazine. Yeah, oh, God. Made, yeah. So, uh, he was influenced by Pure magazine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, you're just imagining that, right? <laughs> I, I, that, yeah. So yeah. So he ends this. She walks into the Admiral looking for some work. Show me what you can do, he asked, and uh, she unfurled her skirt. Uh, yes, she did. I didn't have that on my lyrics. Well, it's very, like you said, whenever you have a record where right. they don't actually print the lyrics, you could find wildly yeah. different versions yeah. of them uh, yeah. online. But Frighteningly, usually, Genius has it right this time. Yeah, they, sometimes, well, they're hit or miss. Right. But what I like to do is try and find fan sites, because usually fans really listen to this shit right. and get into it, so yeah. they'll say, no, that's not it, it's right. this, and, and a lot of times they'll be pretty spot yeah. on. But I just want to say to the the uh, the guy on whoever the uh, person on Genius was who deleted my comment about Candle <laughs> by Sonic Youth, my commentary on one of the lyrics. His he's just got some fucking asshole name on there, and I think he just does it to be an asshole. Uh-huh. Fuck you, in particular. <laughs> yeah, how dare I, he? I yeah. I'm gonna win the lottery. I'm gonna buy Genius, and I'm gonna delete all of your shit. <laughs> Does he out. know? Did he know who you are, Barry? Does, Does he, he know, know your Barry stock from that record got me high? I bought him his own coffee maker. That's bullshit. <laughs> he needs to stay upstairs in the upstairs studio. And don't delete the uh, comments. Uh, don't fuck with my. He goes. <laughs> yeah, that was that's a that's a stretch. I said there was a lyric in Candle. I said it was about smoking crack. And he's like, that's oh, a stretch. Oh I'm wow, like, he even told you why you <laughs> <he> was doing <laughs> right. Uh, fuck you, asshole. Personal. He's piece of shit. And more. Right. So yeah. it sounds like this is a little personal between you and him. It's. 
At this point, it is. It is now. All right, so we got uh, the song Crow. Uh, yeah, let's like hear a little the bit. Highlight of, of the, the album. Now that, now that my blood pressure's up, let's hear a little bit of Crow. <laughs> But I just I just want to say real quick the deceptively tricky rhythm. I, it's right. one of these things I love where it feels like it kind of goes in and out right. of, of a time. Uh, it's in six, figure, though. right? That's in six. Yes. Oh God! I, see, I would never one, know that. One, but it's like there's one that's in so you nine. Don't play drums. There's one that's in nine. <laughs> well, Barry the doesn't end either. <laughs> I know how to count though. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, but it's that tricky thing where it right. sort of sounds like it goes. Uh, Staccato it, type of drum yeah, yeah, off the tons, right. and then but, yeah, he does some playing off the the snare to really accent the uh, the uh, ominous. It's a great rhythm. sounding record. Like hearing it on the phones, which I hadn't done. This is the first time I've heard it on headphones. Right, right, yeah. me too. It's me too. like oh, this sounds yeah, oh, really so good. <laughs> very rich. It does. Very yeah, it is. It's All right, really so this good. is very menacing. All right, so what do you think? This is very. Scum, it's uh, birds of a feather cinematic. flock together. People who people scummy people find each other <laughs> right. and then say they're not gonna and then you know somebody gets beat up and then I'll never go back to her or she and he does or don't she, don't eat crow just don't well, that's what, I you're right. it what I like is that he uses crow, he uses two different uh, idioms, idioms for crow because he yeah. uses he flies as the crow flies which right. that's an expression you know you're yeah. traveling somewhere as the crow flies but yeah then he talks about uh, eating crow which eating crow it's this is uh, the definition for eating crow is so Steve Albini because it's Humiliation by admitting having been proven wrong after taking a strong position. Yeah. That never happens. See, you never, Rob will not admit that he's wrong, so that's not something he so ever has it's to so do. foreign. No, I will. I okay. certainly will. Okay. I mean, I'm All wrong right. at least once or twice a, a year. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you, so you really like this song? Uh, yeah, I think this is like probably like the the high point. I mean, that the I mean, it's all good. It is, yeah. It but is I mean, this is kind of like uh, it goes on the longest, and that 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 drum and the bass just the right. It, so it gets there. hypnotic. Yeah. It gets like hip, right, it is, hypnotic, yeah. and yeah. it's effective, very effective. And you can just picture these guys in the studio sweating out, just all like, playing yeah. it together. You yeah. know, it's well, great. maybe they record. You know, it's in Chicago. Well, they didn't record it in Chicago. They, they record, yeah, recorded record it in, in England. In England, somewhere. it's always cold there, so you just open the window. You have to sweat. <laughs> but I was actually at one point. There's one of uh, the songs that switches from nine. Back to eight, nine signature. It's in nine. It goes back to eight, oh. and I, um, I was like, man, because they do the nine for a long time, and you go, 
you really have to pay attention because when it switches back to the eight, you go, well, if you just, if you fall asleep and you just start playing it, you know, sort yeah, of. Yeah, you're not going to know when to go. When back to go, to the right, eight. you're like, right. oh, shit. Math yeah. rock, Whoops. baby. Yeah. Whoops. It takes a lot of, a lot of eye contact and, and yeah. just practice. You would really yeah, get right. that. Yes. Down. Yes, definitely. Little cues. All right, yeah. so this is a good time. Uh, we're about halfway through this thing, so let's take a little break. We're drinking. Uh, Jay has agreed to drink the That Record Got Me High cocktail. How, are you it's, enjoying it? Uh, it's very good. It's everything and more than what I anticipated. <laughs> awesome. Sure. This week with Strychnine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> love to hear that. Honey, All I'm right. going to be late. You'll hit in on the way home. <laughs> Kick in on the way home. You have to pull over and. Uh, All right, we'll be back in a minute with more. Twitch. Jay Reeve and Shellac. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic cataloging the absurdities taking place at the Zorro News Channel. Is This Tomorrow is available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is the sponsor of That Record Got Me High podcast. Right now, That Record Got Me High podcast and Is This Tomorrow bring you a shellac. We all have jobs and don't get together that often to practice or record, maybe once a month, once every two months. So our uh, band time frame is stretched out from, from a normal band's time frame. So you know, a, week, a week of shellac takes six months. So I think in, in, um, in a lot of the shellac songs, there are a lot of parts that just, we, uh, we go from one part to the next by watching each other. It's all, there's no a specific number of times we do something, so if we weren't playing it all together, we wouldn't know when to change to the next part. Yeah, 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 we're back. Rob has a, it's Festivus. And the airing of grievances. Air, we've been airing. No, we're, we're just telling Jay how we appreciate him because with his uh, mutant sounds, um, uh, he he shares our episodes. He shares. He does. We have a new episode out. Jay will share. He shares it, it. Yes. and you know he's, he knows people we don't in New Jersey yeah. or yeah. other places. Nice. Yeah. We have a lot of we have a lot of friends that they, oh we listen, but they don't they don't share it. It's Maybe like, they don't even listen. They yeah. might not. No, they probably ask don't him listen. some specifics about the show. <laughs> how do you I like our new theme song? I don't even uh, care anymore. It's great. Sounds great, man. You guys keep up the good work. All right. We're here with our dear, dear friend, Jay Reed. Jay Reed. <laughs> hello, hello. Who fits right in to the... He does. That record got me high milieu. Yes. <laughs> and we're talking about At Action Park by Shellac. And we're up to song number five. Oh, song of the Let's Minerals. Let's hear a little bit of Song of the Minerals.
say this is the most Jesus lizard sounding song of yeah. the record. Like the beginning right. when it starts out, I expect to hear uh, David Yao's voice <laughs> coming yeah. in. But uh, I also hear. I'm gonna, this is might not. This might be a um, controversial take, but. I hear Breeders Pixies in there as well. Okay. A little bit. That, um, well, I hear it's so hard because I'm so when. Who influenced Surfer Ro- When Surfer, Surfer Rosa, Rosa came, came out, out that yeah. sound that Steve Albini produced Surfer Rosa, yeah, and right. it was such a big part of that record that when, when you hear this drum sound, that's what I think. I think maybe of that's what Surfer it is. Rosa, yeah, you know? Maybe it, maybe it's. And sounds. the bass and the drums. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Because it's such a big. Even though uh, Steve says it doesn't, the producer is not an artistic part of the band. <laughs> maybe not, but I mean. Well, that, he makes bass, and you go, to, you go to them for a particular. Like a sound, right? Like that studio. If you go to Steve Albini, you're kind of going there to get the kind of sounds he produces and makes in his studio. You know, if you wanted something else, you would go somewhere right. else. Right. I mean, he's going to capture the way that you sound. He's going to make it. He's not going to filter it and make it processed. Or, right. Or right, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. It's going to sound the way that you sound live. And if you suck, you know, you're yeah. Gonna right. Suck. Sure. But I mean, uh, he's uh, produced uh, Neurosis. I don't know if you guys are the heavier band Neurosis. Okay. Yeah. Um, they, um, I, the, the, their sound is is very complex, very thick and deep, and then when you when you hear the record, it's like, you know, it's amazing. And then you see him live, and it's the same thing. So that he, like, captures, he the, captures the band live, the, yeah. the, 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 the experience and, like, puts it like, for your home. Okay. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> for your home enjoyment. Right. But now this song, now what, is, what, do you, what do you make of this song? I think it, I've always thought this, probably from, the, from day one, it was always kind of a song of apathy, like, uh, if it's okay, you're doing it. Yeah, it's yeah. your life. I feel Just like yeah, it. this is his. This is the Steve Albini manifesto. Like whatever you do is none of my business. Kinda if like, it right. makes you feel better, it's okay by me. They're your arms. It's I, none of my business. Yeah, right. Cut yourself up and down your arms. <laughs> it's none of my business. It was like uh, I actually uh, listening to this a couple weeks ago. It, it was kind of like the John Lennon, uh, whatever gets you through the night type of uh, uh, mindset yeah, whatever right. gets you through the night it's all without right. the, without, the, right. without the sort of sweet without the sweet Saturday Night Live yeah, uh, saxophone yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> right yeah oh, that's exactly this, cause, right cause it gets dark he yeah. says fucking you is a total stranger yeah. you picked him up but he's a total stranger why, why? it makes you, you feel, feel better. better it's none of my business yeah. it makes him heal better life. it's alright to you and tell you don't Cut yeah. yourself. Which and is then a there's, good, I mean, I guess then, it's a good know, attitude to have. Then there's a, also, so was there ever a lyric sheet on the original album, on the, no, on the vinyl? No. There wasn't. Actually, there's one thing I want to say about the album name at Action Park. It's supposed to be named after this uh, They uh, did. They say it's, they claim it's not after that yeah, Action Park. I like That's bullshit, though, yeah, right? Action Park, was it in Jersey? It's, it's the, one Jersey? Yeah, it's it's the dangerous Jersey water park. park. Have you ever been there? No, that was in North Jersey. We had Action Mountain in oh, South Jersey because okay. there was no mountains in South Jersey. Oh, uh, it was flat. But it was like on this dump. Uh, and it was like a water park, and it was like a lot of action foam. Action Mountain. And, and people would hurt themselves. And there's actually, Well, Action Park is notorious. People die. The, like, there's crazy a, fucked well, up I rides. I in New York. We went to uh, Palisades. you remember Palisades? I've, yeah, I know. Yeah, we went to I mean, Palisades South- was the big uh, amusement park that we went to. Being we watched them feed in Queens. Al- they, we used some- to go to Gatorland and watch them feed chickens to the gators. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's one thing about the, uh, just one note about Action Park, because I think it's actually kind of funny. The skateboard park. Uh, skateboard park was responsible for so many injuries, we covered it up with dirt and pretended it never existed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, I mean, if you go on Wikipedia and look oh, there's up a whole Action thing Park, about... it's, it's insane how much stuff. And I yeah. like to believe, I know they, 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 they say it's say not it's about. Not, I know, but it sounds like it would be right in his wheelhouse, though, right? <laughs> I want to believe it. I want to say well, it's, it's like. A, a, on the record, there is an illustration of. Right. Of, of an amusement yeah. park, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think they're both like we always say. Just because they say no, it's not anything to you do with that. We just thought it, it sounded just, cool. Right. Yeah. Artistic, you know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm with Jay. I'm with Jay on this. <laughs> Horn blend flakes have wedge shape. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. So let's. So get, what's next? We got song number six. Let's hear a little bit of Is a it, minute. Let's a hear minute. less than a minute of a minute. Well. Hopefully counting out, showing me how yeah, it's the intro's in teaching it's uh, in Rob nine. how to count. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. I, but I'm good. I can play that shit, but by feel, I just listen to it by feel. But I'm not good at like. No, I mean yeah. counting, he's a really know? good drummer because I mean he, he puts. That I gotta say, nine okay, into like a four four. The intro, feeling. the nine part of that song. That is Led fucking Zeppelin yeah. right there. Oh, the drums, okay. big that's Zeppelin. That's big beats. They're the feel of it, and there's a heavy. That's the sound of... Oh, he was of, a John Bonham fan. That's for, 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 for sure. All yeah, right, yeah. Well, good for him. There's a lot worse drummers you yeah. could be a fan yeah. of than oh, John yeah, Bonham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So with this, what do you think about the lyrics of this? No doubt you've got your reasons. What are they put up next to mine? No doubt you thought about it for a minute. You thought and, about it and for you, a minute. And you looked at him and said, what the hell? How could yeah. you in a minute? It's about a, a Chicago f- fist fight, I think. I mean, that's what I think. It's like a... Like oh, yeah. calling like each other beef. out. Yeah, I, I get the feeling beef. Steve is the kind of guy that doesn't suffer fools or people that are more talk than action. Right. That's right. A, I right. feel like this song is. Because he you, said, yeah. you had always looked up to me, probably thought you could do anything. Because every time you had a chance to prove, never thought what I would do. And your actions <laughs> never spoke. How could you right. in a minute? Just calling somebody out. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Like, like put up, yeah, put up or shut up, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is, and it's sort of like an indictment of people not thinking things through. Right. Like people maybe sort of, sort of, you know, when when. Well, uh, that never happens in South Florida. No. <laughs> Everyone here has Everybody. very clear thought patterns, and they definitely follow a plan from start to finish. 
That's yeah, right. that's of right. I'm sure Jay, in the ten years you've been here, you've experienced that very level-headedness. In yeah, South Florida. Uh, and it's got this song's just got, and at the end, it's got that crazy repetitive, right, right. like yes. slamming like you're just punched yes. in the face. Yes, yes. like yes. pummeled. Yes. yes, it's like yeah. the musical equivalent <laughs> yeah. of being pummeled. Yes, yes. you guys are gonna have little, to do this one. Let's hear a little bit of the idea of the North. understated especially the beginning of it the most right. understated thing on the record right yeah i mean it's kind of like the lull the kind of like a catch your breath type of yes. feeling and it reminds me a little of uh, minutemen something you may hear on uh well Double Nickel okay Dime when he that guitar sound when he hits that first right. heavy that is slant yeah that is the oh, sound slant. of the slant wreck that Slint, that Slint album, that the one. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, Spiderland. Actually, Spiderland. I, I wanted to do Spiderland, but there's not enough lyrics for Spiderland. Yeah, it's, it's kind of um, like. Well, maybe next one. Maybe. I'm just saying. Rap <laughs> yeah. <would> like that. <laughs> um, it's a. Spiderland's an incredible it's record. A, it I mean, was, that was mind blowing. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, it is. Um, I and mean, there were kids. Do you ever see that documentary? About the slint, like, uh, they were like teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Know, and there hate, was some, like, I hate people like that. I know. There was <laughs> <Just> some, <laughs> right? There was, like, some drama during the making of the album. They, like wanted, one, to, they wanted to shelve it. They, right. They yeah. were, they were like, this is terrible. I'm just like, how was that even? I mean, this was like. Yeah, people have no idea. It was no. very ahead of their time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but this, so this is kind of like a story, like a real story song about like some strange dude that's kind of checked out, right? right. He's just he's sort of sitting a, and he's waiting for something. He's yep. living in the north, probably snowed in, right. drinking yeah. his yeah. misery right. away, right. waiting for Imagine <laughs> days without numbers attached. Yeah, drinking, that's... of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote him a letter, said, I'll never come home. But he never sent it. But he wrote it again and again, stacked up to the ceiling, then another stack. Burn them all winter for heat. Letters. So these are all the letters he's writing that he's never going to send. Picture a chair and the way that he sits in it. He looks out the window. I think he believes in it. Whoa. I don't even have that. That's that genius again. Uh, no, well, I have that. Been, I have that too. It's it's well, it's yeah. This it's, song is pretty easy to hear because he's basically yeah. reciting a, the lyrics. Right, yeah. right. Like it's he's like reading a, like a little story, like a Lou Reed type of uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And the oh, gift, definitely. yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah. Jeffers. I like this. I really like this song though, and I like it no. because it is kind of like an interlude type yeah, song. Kind of catch your breath, and you know. Yeah, because this record does. I mean, this record is short. It's only a little over half yeah, hour, a little yeah. over thirty minutes. Um, 
But yeah, it's definitely like a record that sort of hits you over the head. Right, right. Yeah, and it's like the kind of one that you, you don't want it to end. Yeah. When you hear the last song come on, you're like, oh. Right, yeah. It's over. Yeah. You flip it over again. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you got this, Jay, was it already CDs? Was yeah, it, it was C- on it was CD. CDs. Yeah, yeah. And which he hated at the time, Steve Albin. And he probably still does. I know he's like really into streaming music right now. Which oh, is, is he really? Which is cool for me. Yeah, for Mutant Sounds, <laughs> bitch. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, like CDs, like we had the, uh, the Big Black reissue was called the rich man's eight track yeah. it was uh, yeah right it was one of his albums with uh, a bunch yeah. of uh, add-ons to right yeah extra yeah. stuff on there that's awesome so yeah it was a cd i think i also had a tape i went on a tour a couple of times and the tape was always on tour with with the, the band with two foot tall jerk we had uh, oh, the nice. tape of it. I know. That was it. You'd always end up with a couple of tapes. Like if you're touring with a band, you'd right. always end up with a couple of cassettes that you would just listen to yeah, over listen. and over. I and remember was- Failure. Holy Terror is one thing. Sam had had a uh, failure cassette that we listened to. That one with the frog on the cover. Oh, right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. we would listen to that thing over and <laughs> over again. And it was a like, you know, where it just like would just start over when it got yeah, to yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go again. Another <laughs> thousand miles to drive. Exactly. All right, so let's get into song number eight. Let's hear a little bit of the Dog and Pony Show. Got us all worked up. naked out here in the sun. Alright, there's some great stop start angular playing on this one, right? Yes. Like the classic uh, shellac sound. Um, and like in many Intelligent. You could tell. Obviously, Steve Albini is a very intelligent guy, mm-hmm. but you could tell he also thinks pretty highly of himself too. <laughs> there is <laughs> an I, ego. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. and I, I get mean, that. You I, think? Why would you think otherwise? Right. Sure. I get yeah. that in this song though, because he says, "If if I could walk, I'd be a miner. If I could talk, I'd be a preacher. If I was a preacher, tell you what, I'd save a million souls, even, even you." you. <laughs> if I was a miner, tell you what, I'd be a damn good one. So, so there you like, go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's he kind knows. of yeah, he, he knows. knows. He right. knows yeah, he's yeah. The, the shit. Yeah, he's kind of a bad man. <laughs> yeah. So, and speaking of miners, if you haven't seen, there's a I, you know I hate to do this to you guys, but on Chernobyl the uh, series, <laughs> the miners they they have to bring in a bunch of miners and they perform a heroic. Deed and it's absolutely fantastic. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. Check it okay. Out. Well, I bet if Steve Albini wanted to, he could have been one he of those. He could have been. Now you're gonna see these guys. Steve Albini. These guys are. They strip He's naked. They strip naked and <laughs> dig down underneath the nuclear reactor, and it's like 150 degrees. Oof. 150 degrees didn't Fahrenheit. Live too much longer after yeah. that. Okay, so Jay, do you know anything about this shriveled little hand he's talking about? Because I know shriveled he talks about uh, he could have been a baseball player, which I know I know Steve Albini is a baseball is big he's a baseball big, yeah, fan. Cubs fan. But he says uh, uh, I attach uh, uh, I attach no importance to it just because of my hand, just because of my shriveled little hand. I could be a baseball player. I, I Couldn't be a baseball player. I right, couldn't, I be, couldn't be a baseball, baseball player, player because of his shriveled little. But I don't think I don't he's know. a this shriveled what, little hand. I don't right. think it's necessarily about 
him because I've seen not. him yeah. and he doesn't really, you know, he seems to have all of his yeah. arms. <laughs> <laughs> maybe to play guitar, but maybe not to be a baseball player. Right. Though. I, don't I, know. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe he just doesn't think he has what it takes. I don't know how this, how we got on the strip <laughs> thinking Steve Albini had a shriveled little hand. It's in the lyrics. He's talking about a shriveled little hand. I mean, yeah, it could be, I mean yeah, much but, like the first song, he could be taking on a, a character. A character. Okay. Maybe he has right. a shriveled little hand. Dog and Pony Show, what is that? That's a... It's a term. It means it's like a fucking. It's like something that's a charade. Yes, it's, it's like over, oh, over promoted, over yeah, right. yeah, a big to do. Yes, that's good. Jack. Yeah, but it's also can be like because that stuff. Something that's just bullshit. That's right. like put on for spurious reasons to 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 for an actually you know like uh, okay just to to burn some money or to but it doesn't have any actual right. importance whatsoever. Now do any of you guys know what he's referencing at the end of it cuz he says no, uh, was... Taylor from Pismo at the Dog and Pony show. Local. I feel like that's got to be something <laughs> but I could not find anything. Right. And about what about that. the uh the line I think it's a scene. I don't know what it is like in the, it says local redneck stare. Taylor from Pismo. It's kind of find. like a carnival type thing where the rednecks yeah, yeah. are all like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. there's a horse jumping yeah. in a glass of water. They had the world world <laughs> at the uh, Clark County Fair in Athens. They had the world's largest <laughs> hog. We used to go see that. The world's largest hog. Hog, yeah. It's important. World's right, so tiniest pony. Exactly. Did all the rednecks stare, Barry? Yeah. He's I'm going to say, yeah. He's always definitely painting a picture with right. this, with the Just lyrics, like even a, though we yeah. can't totally unpack it. Speaking of painting a picture, though, let's get to this next song, song number nine. Which is, uh, let's hear a little bit of uh, Boshi's, which I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. Boshi's Boshi's Dick. Dick. Whatever that is. Yeah. This song is about a person. Okay. David Bache Vicelli, Vicelli, who is the president of Billions Corporation, which is a (laughs) Chicago-based independent talent agency, which uh, represented Arcade Fire, Pavement, (laughs) Vampire Weekend, and Jesus Lizard. So this is a Chicago promoter guy. David Bochi Vicelli. And obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a very high opinion. He's a big, well, he's a big guy. Oh, he's large. Oh. He's a large guy. So it says, uh, what about, he's, it's basically like a dirty joke about this guy. The fact that he's a big guy and he's saying, uh, at the end of it, he's saying, uh, uh, what about the what size? What about the, the size, size of a mountain of a man? He's a mountain, mountain of a, a man, man indeed. indeed. So he's speculating on this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The size of his dick. 
Uh, right. Yeah. So that's 42 Boshi's dicks and a lie <laughs> as white as a bad Canadian tie. <laughs> a, a, that's a, a good, of, that's a really good line. That a lot is. of Canadian, uh, I guess cause they're so close to Canada and Chicago. That right. Yeah. There's some other albums. There's also, uh, I think there's a song on the next album that was called Canada where it's kind of like a, a national <laughs> anthem of sorts of Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, well, Canadians are always fun to, to make a little sport. Well, we've had, but no. Voivod, <laughs> fucking Voivod. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, you can't. They're not all April wine. Or <laughs> <laughs> skinny puppy. Just between yeah, you right. and me. Just between you and me. You know, April wine had a guitar roadie. You know what his name was? Barry Stock. I, I feel like I've known that. You must have told me that before. Yeah, I feel Three like Days Grace, also their bass player, name. Barry Stock. Kind of a common name. And there was a German band called Morgan in the 70s. Their bass player's name was... People used to send me emails in the early days email. I'm so glad that I found you. I loved Morgan. I'm like, so All right. So that, basically that song is like kind of a kind of just a little funny dirty joke, but it's actually also a really kick-ass song. Yeah, it's a it barn is. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's got of, some yeah. weird, some five in there, some weird time signatures they're doing in there. And I can't figure out exactly what it reminds me of but this there's something maybe i'll play it up underneath my jabbering here if i figure out exactly what that song reminds me of there's a there's an influence there i can't figure out but okay i'll hit it but in the meantime while you're figuring out let's listen to the final song on this record and this song is called il porno star i have no idea what this is about Uh, hold on don't talk during the goddamn song Sounding songs. This to me is one of the badass sounding yeah, yeah. songs on this yeah. record. Yeah, um, the get everything that the sounds on <laughs> the, it. The, the drumming at the beginning of this yeah, is just it's, off the off the chain. They understand the abs- the importance of the perfection of the sounds that they're making. Are like okay, the drums are perfect and the bass is perfect, and they sound in a way that everything is in its right place and it sounds. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Yes, it's it's all right there. And it's like hitting you in the face. 
Yeah. So the last, and this is like you know, what I said, like you hear the last song come on, and you're just like, oh, it's over. Yeah. yeah right. Know? And you could hear like you were in a uh, you you were playing a band already when you got this, but you could I, I could just you could hear bands listening to this going, yeah, I want to do that. We yeah, should right, do yeah, shit right, like this. Right. Step, step up your yeah. game. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Oh, right. Step up your <laughs> exactly. game. Exactly. And bands did. I know because yeah. there were bands. Uh, I remember bands were down here. I remember the fun. You you remember the uh, the fun? No. Oh, they were. I remember I moved here ten years ago. Oh. Yeah, that's right. All right. They were before they were yeah. I've been here. That. I've been here 21 years and I don't remember the fun. <laughs> well, so. they were obscure, but they were, uh, you could tell they definitely listened to this and decided yeah. to form a band. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very uh, influential. Yes, like, all, all right. Around. So, Il, Il Porno Star. It's just uh, about an Italian porno star. Right. Basically, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's anyone in specific, yeah. maybe, or no. maybe there was a sp- specific Italian porno star that Steve Albini like, well, met. knew about. It's, uh, yeah. He's got some great lines in this, though. No, it's, yeah. Full it's... of cocaine and cosmetics. <laughs> Mafiosi and prosthetics. <laughs> Back in the box. What does that mean? Back in the box. Uh, it means banging, like go well, I have, until next banging, time. I think he's saying that. Bang in a box. Nah, I thought it was back in the back box. In he the screams box? at the end. He says, back in the box. Oh, kind of okay. like your part's done. Oh, you come okay. back later. Ooh, when what you're... box are you in? That's yeah, a... right. Yeah. Or I thought like maybe... Or maybe you spun the VHS back in the box. Or, Remember yeah, VHS? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Right. No English, okay. no money, That's two things. It. A cock like a stallion and an iron will. Right. I mean, which as if you we watch Boogie Nights, that's pretty much that's the, what it takes. Uh, I mean, who writes a song about male porno stars? I mean, yeah, the the, right. the hair bands in the 80s were like, you know, all about like oh, yeah. girls, girls, girls. Yeah. No. Leave it to Steve Albini Steve to Albini, write yeah. one about a big dick uh, porno right. star. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Well, and make it and make cosmetics. it a, a, an amazing song. You know? It really is, yeah. And and you're right. It is. By the end of this record, yeah, you want to flip it over. Yeah. You want to listen to it you, again because second really song about great. big dicks. Yeah, I mean in a row. Those those dicks, <laughs> basically, yeah. Dick was kind of like right, the lead. Yeah, right. To this. Yeah, yeah. So let's um. <laughs> he was not shy. Steve is not shy about it. no, <laughs> no. All right, so this was a great record. Indeed, uh, it was. Jay, thank you so much. Well, thank you for uh, having me. Jay was a great guest. Pleasure, and uh, it was great to be here with you, fellas. He was, yeah. and I will say it's great because I know Barry. It's probably the same thing with you. Like Shellac was a band. I remember when they came out. I heard, but but you really. I, I didn't dig into the record like I did no, this week, and I exactly. realized, oh my god, this is really Fantastic, great. Yeah, and we get exposed to so many records that you sort of didn't maybe you know dig into as much back in the day That's because right. there's there's just so much stuff to listen to. You can't listen to right, everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I was uh, always wondered like if you were a fan of it because I know you're a little bit more straight straight ahead type of right i didn't I know never, if this was on your radar I, it, it was on my radar i heard it and i said oh wow that's awesome that's great right. but right. yeah it wasn't something that i really dug into yeah i mean i was a big black it. fan and i had the rape man record and then i don't know you know the 90s you just it's, a, uh, haze. Dip, uh, it's basically yeah <laughs> we're living in athens georgia was driving you know. people around <laughs> driving mostly. people around getting hot right uh, no that was the equipment. 80s now that was basically i heard that one story about the uh the farfisa that was yeah, the 80s in 1988. I don't think so. Jim Dickinson's family, you owe, I, that Farfisa, <laughs> it's fucking mine. 
<laughs> so, All right, Jay. So once again, uh, well, mutant, thank you. Uh, mutant sounds. Yes, mutant yes. sounds. Uh, Jay, I should say, is wearing a very, very spiffy oh, you, boogie you. boy t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, My wife Carolyn uh, bought this for me. I believe I've worn this twice. There you go. This well, is kind of like a, a special occasion. I shirt. like it a lot. Yes. Uh, she's awesome. Carolyn's awesome. She's got great taste. Is she? Yeah, she's married. She, is she, well. <laughs> <laughs> Exit uh, three. Exit number three. Exit three. In New Jersey. And we should also uh, mention if you want to get in touch with us, uh, trgmh33 at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram. Or Twitter. You guys are on Twitter. On Twitter, too. Yeah, yeah i got to get more heavy on that it's Twitter. It's good. It's, you guys got to use it a little bit more. It's a I good know. tool. It is. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can't. You got to think of it as people you don't know that you want to get to. I, like I, right. I feel like I need to get more fights on Twitter. Like Twitter. That's how you do it. Yeah. Good. No, they're really, they're really secret with, uh, with Trump. The you secret. Know, you with, I'm going to start picking more fights on this Twitter. Is the tr- I've discovered the secret with Twitter is just volume. Just keep retweeting yes. shit. Just uh, content, everything content, constant, constant, constant stuff. Because All that's right. what ha- and. Uh, but also our Patreon at our um, Patreon, Patreon uh, forward slash trgmh. That is uh, Jay Reeve is a patron, and now he's a guest, so you could do that too. You could be here. You'll folks. get on our yeah, and also it's a good thing to do if you listen to us. Because I know there's plenty of people listening to us that aren't patrons, and shame on all of you. Yeah. So check it out, and maybe you're going become to help. No, if you, you feel be. so inclined. The, page, the Patreon is there. So, it's there. Uh, All right. Thank you once again. Uh, that is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And thanks again, Jay. We will see you guys you next guys. week. You are welcome. We're out.